Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castelbert. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am... I'm a doctor. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Big Run Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Along podcast. We're doing a proper podcast once again, Harry. How do you feel about that? Uh, it feels pretty uh, fantastic. Um... <laughs> To jump back into uh, the ninth Doctor's uh, tenure uh, one more time, just to kind of do real justice to one of the, his best stories. Yeah, because we we've done Dalek before, but the whole audio recording was a shambles. It didn't work yeah. very well, and um, we didn't really get a chance to say what we wanted to say. Well, I think I did, but I know you didn't. Well, yeah, I. I've managed to kind of squeeze in bits and pieces kind of throughout this, uh, throughout the series, just about Dalek or stuff kind of adjacent to Dalek. But yeah, I mean, I could like talk like day school about Dalek because it's just such, like it was, um, it's probably my favorite Doctor Who episode, my favorite story. Um, yeah. yeah. Or at least joint first with Empty Child and Doctor Dancers. Yeah, and I agree. I think on our lists when we did our series one recap, it came within the top three. Yeah, on both our lists. I think it was your number three. It was my number one. Yeah, so average out at number two. Yeah, maths. Anyway, did you rewatch it before we decided we're going to redo this? Uh no, I did not. Because no, I like, haven't I... rewatched it either. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's because it's always a test to see kind of how great this story is by how much you remember. No, um, I agree. I heard once um, someone told me that um, for a film to be thought of as kind of passable, you need, um, I think, three great scenes and no bad ones. Yeah. And, you know, I think that could probably be translated for TV for, so for a TV episode to work, you need kind of like one or two great scenes and no bad ones. And a Dalek definitely has more than a couple of great scenes. There's yeah. so many great scenes. Like when I think of kind of my favorite Doctor Who moments, at least like I can all, off my head, I can already think of like three standout moments from this episode alone. Like the more I think about it, the more it comes back to me. Just Dalek, just whenever I watch it, it really sticks with me because there's one just that, so yeah. much. Yeah, one that always sticks with me is the uh, is the end, the very end scene with Rose giving the Dalek the sunlight. Yeah, I always remember that. No, that... I don't know why. I think it's because Billy gives a really good performance in this. I always feel like when she was cast, she was just like a. 20 something pop star, and maybe people were a bit like, Why are they casting a singer? But because I feel like this episode to. really, ah, <laughs> oh, for God's sake, <laughs> but I feel like this episode really, um, sort of cements those ideas that Russell clearly had to why she would be good in the series. Had she acted before this? Um, was Diary of a Call Girl before or after Doctor that? Was after, I believe. Ah, then I'm just I... looking on her, I'm not sure. 
Probably. I'm just, I'm just probably, looking on her I say. IMDb page. Let's go right to the bottom. 1996 was her first gig in something called The Leading Man. She played girl uncredited. <laughs> she was and then, uncredited. And then there's a load of her music videos, um, Walk of Life, Something Deep Inside, Day and Night, Honey Bee. Um, she was in Thank Abba for the Music. She wants you. She wants your original version, girlfriend, because we want to. Um, what else was she in? Shakespeare retold, and then, oh. and then she was in Doctor Who. Hmm. So nothing, uh, like particularly significant before that. Like, obviously, it was her first like big uh, acting gig. Well, on here, on her IMDb, it says BBC, it says Doctor Who Children Need Special before Doctor Who's actually listed. So what is this? Rose must learn that... to accept a Doctor in his new regenerated form. Oh, for some reason, oh. they've put Born Again before her actual first series of Doctor Who, which is strange. That's very strange. Yeah, we'll do Born Again at some point. Yeah, um, probably around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so... I know I really wanted to redo this episode because I know you have some thoughts on Daleks that we didn't really get to talk about. So yeah. do you want to just take the field and we'll just see where it goes? Um yeah, I mean I think kind of I think the main things, I can't remember how much of this we talked about originally, but I think it's kind of I kind of I think I hit a lot of the main stuff in terms of those actual story moments, those great scenes or the ones that stood out to me. I think kind of the things that I probably wanted to go over in more depth was just kind of the basic stuff when it came to reintroducing the Dalek to the general public, which they did so well. Yeah, I remember an interview with um, producer Julie Gardner, I believe her name is, and she was like, okay, so we opened with the series, we're obviously going to put the Daleks in episode one, and Russell was like, no, you've got to put the Daleks episode six, because it's halfway through the series, and people are going to keep watching until we give them the Daleks. And if you give them a good Dalek story halfway through, they will then watch the rest of the series. If you give them episode one, people are going to watch it and go, oh, there was a Dalek story. I've kind of seen it now. So, Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Julie wanted to put the Daleks in, wanted the Daleks in the first... She wanted them pretty early on, I think. Has that ever been done? Series two now, series three... No. Series 7 just starts with the Daleks, Asylum of the Daleks, doesn't it? And so does um, um, Peter Capaldi's second to last series with Davros, The Magician's Apprentice. Oh, yeah. And then also, the, I think the pilot has like a Dalek in like for like five seconds. Oh, yeah, I think you've said that before, yeah, just in the background or something, doesn't it? Yeah, just because, you know, got to keep that license. I'd love to talk to someone about that. I don't understand what the license is. Uh, something, something, Terry Nation, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so what is it about the introduction of the Daleks that you really felt sort of worked? Um, well, first of all, I feel like it's just kind of, they kind of reintroduced kind of each element of the Dalek and kind of reintroduced it in a way, but kind of, because at the point that the show came back, um, Daleks kind of in the general public's eye was something that was quite um you know silly it become kind of a point of satire you know these great as these great space dustbins that kind of roll all around with their whisks and plungers no i know what you mean yeah it's almost like 
they became a parody, didn't they? Sort of uh, put the Daleks in, that'll get yeah. a laugh. I mean, like, even in the show itself, I like, got to the point where I just like pushed Daleks around. I have no, isn't there like a Davison story where we just push a Dalek out the window? Yeah, I'm gonna look and see what that is. Yeah, yeah. Dalek pushed out of window. It is Resurrection of the Daleks. All right. I'm going to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen this clip. I'm sure I have at some point. Let me give it a quick watch. 12 seconds long. Uh, this, this is literally what I expected. <laughs> it's literally, he just pushes, it, just pushes a Dalek straight out the window, it lands on his head. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, like, yours? Did everyone I was, hear that? I was on my, I think I was on uh, my end. I was yeah. just my uh. I'm sorry, I've closed my Facebook. I've closed my Facebook. Um, so yeah, I think um, the first thing that you initially see that kind of is reintroducing Daleks is that they've actually obviously got a new, now iconic uh, redesign, mm. which is actually, you know, alien and threatening. No longer is it this silly, bumpy dustbin, but like, like it look, they've kind of reworked it in a way that looks very kind of alien and like more armoured and... Uh, creepy i don't know have we already talked about at any point during this series um our thoughts on what the daleks themselves look like um, i don't think we might have done briefly we can talk about it again i really like them i really think this is a uh a a solid design obviously it's one that's stayed because in series five when they tried to redesign it it didn't work yeah and so it's yeah definitely one that kind of has been stuck with throughout all the russell era all the Moffat era. I mean, Moffat made a lot of kind of references to different Dalek designs. Yeah, I know um, in um, Magician's Apprentice we get Supreme Dalek, we get Dalek Sec, we get a lot of Hartnell Daleks, a lot of eighties Daleks. We get a lot of a lot of them appear. Do you say Dalek Sec was in Magician's Apprentice? I think he is. Yeah, he's my favourite. Yeah, I I'll, I remember that. It'd be a bit weird for Dalek Sec to be there, considering you know where he ends up. That would be, uh, I'm guessing that would be Dark Sec before the, um, oh, what they call the Call to Sorrow. Yeah. Dark Sec Magician's Apprentice. I might be wrong. I think he's there. But yeah, he is, yeah. That's so weird. Well, it's just labelled as Black Dalek, but it's very clearly... Um, you thought very... Capaldi would have been like, Dark Sec be careful about the cult of Scar or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to become a human. Watch out. Yeah, this is Dalek Sick. For yeah. those who don't know, I'm just sharing my screen with Harry. Um, there, that's him, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's undeniably. Unless they just have other random black Daleks other than Dalek Sick. That's him from his first appearance. Yeah. And there he is and... again. It's him. I mean, yeah, can't see how that could interpreted as anything but Dalek Sec. Yeah, he's my favourite Dalek. I like the fact that that calls the Scar and they all have uh, they all have names. This one doesn't have a name, does he? I don't think we ever see him again. No, he doesn't. No, we don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do most Daleks don't have names, do they? Because there's that whole thing that they all want to be like genetically, like like exactly the same, like one kind of hive mind. So I guess the idea of individuality with names such as Dalek Sec and Dalek Khan goes against that. Do you reckon you could name all of the Cult of Scarra Daleks? 
I only know Daleks that can Dalek Khan because Sex is a clever one and Khan's the one that goes crazy. See if I can give it a shot. Um, Dalek Khan, Dalek Sex, Dalek Fay. How many is there? I don't, I don't know. Don't ask me. Dalek Just, I think, or Fust or something. There's only oh. four of them, aren't there? I'm going to have a quick look. I'm going to, I'm going to have a googs. The cult of Sagara names. Um, Dalek, Sek, Dalek, Fay, Dalek, Khan, and Dalek Jest. Oh yeah, I pretty much got them all. Oh well done. Yeah, thank you. I mean, actually, now I think I'd probably prefer like the black Dalek design over the bronze one. Maybe it's just that I'm a bit fatigued by a bronze one by how much you've <laughs> had it. No, I I remember seeing that Cult of Scarrow episode and thinking that one looks so cool, and it's all it's always been my favorite design. Even yeah. in the trailer for Daleks, the animated series we're getting, there's a black Dalek in that that has like mm. red highlights on it, and that just looks superb. It looks so good. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. Yeah, I, I do find it curious that they have kind of stuck so rigidly to the bronze Dalek design, even after all these years. They just feel that it's iconic at that point so the change would be weird or maybe it's because of episodes that are so good such as this one and then um the parting of the ways that yeah. because these darks are associated with such good stories that they worry that changing them will kind of be like oh yeah, maybe the- maybe if you're going to change the look of a dalek you then have to really put that in a good episode yeah not to say Wait, that, um, what was it? What was the Christmas special called? Revelation? Yeah, Revelation. Revelation. No, was it Resolution? Re- oh, whatever it? it is. The yeah. most recent yeah. Jody, the first Jody special. Um, not to say that wasn't a good episode, because I, I haven't, I've only seen it at once, so I can't really pass judgment. But that Dal, I like that Dalek design. I think it's good, but I feel the episode could have been better to support the design, and therefore the design mm-hmm. would have. That featured better connotations because of the episode that it was in. I mean, really, kind of, I've noticed kind of a bit of a trend in New Who, at least, that every time they try and redesign a Dalek, there's almost a reintroduction of who the Daleks are. Obviously, Dalek here is introducing the Daleks. And you could argue that Victory of the Daleks is a reintroduction of sorts. That's series five, Um, the Winston Churchill one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. because And really, when Matt Smith search is his doctor first encounters those Daleks, he reacts in quite a similar way to Eccleston does in this story. He's very he aggressive. Nuts, he, starts, he? Like, he doesn't grab something and just starts whacking the Daleks. Yeah, what does he hit with? Does he, I want to say cricket bat, but surely there wouldn't have been a cricket bat in a World War II um, hideout. Matt Smith attacking Dalek. It might just be like a Bar or like a lead pipe or something. Yeah, it might be. Let's have a look. Oh, I can see a few screenshots. I can't see what's in his hand. Oh, it is. It's just like some lead piping. Hmm. Yeah. But no, I remember that. It'd be interesting to get into those episodes because I remember when those episodes came out and I was like, what's going on here? I was like, <laughs> why, is he, why is he attacking them? I was like, he's never done this before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he comes close to blowing this one up in this story, but yeah. What do you think to that scene then, that end scene? Because it's my favourite part of the episode. It's the moment that really stands out for me. Uh, there's kind of like three scenes in this episode that kind of stand out as like the big highlights to me. 
and that's definitely one of them. Just that three-way confrontation between a doctor, Rose and a Dalek, and kind of obviously the doctor has all this history of the Daleks. He associates them with, you know, for reason that his race is gone, losing his last time lord. You know, there's a there's a lot going on for him there. And there's Rose, who's kind of unfamiliar with all of that and kind of her perception of the Daleks contrasted with his kind of really kind of ground does you know the thing that companions do when they're at their best which is ground the doctor and yeah. makes them kind of check themselves like that moment the, after sorry. Rose, sorry go on go on go on i'll tell you afterwards yeah after rose kind of asks the doctor you know like what have you he's changed what have you changed into just uh the doctor's just defeat a response there where you're like he's n- he tries to think of what to say but all he can think to say is they're all dead yeah like his moment of defeat this moment where he's just probably the most vulnerable he is throughout his whole run and that always really um connects with me yeah he's sort of like he's i think it's the most there's there's times in this series where we see the knife doctor worn down and defeated but he doesn't show it to others um, the part, uh, not the pattern of ways, bad wolf. And uh, no, it's a pattern of ways where he's face to face with the TARDIS door and he can just hear all the Daleks shouting, his exterminate. And then, but he doesn't show it to everybody else. Whereas in this one, it's like quite an open scene where he's just like, what am I doing? Sort of thing. Yeah. Like he's completely just lost himself in yeah. that moment. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, sorry, if anyone can hear that, I've just kicked my bin just out of reach because I kept kicking it. Um, I'm not just having a, a, a mad one. <laughs> yeah, no, this episode's really good. It introduces the character of Adam, which That's right. hangs around for another episode. I feel we've exhausted mm. Adam. He doesn't really... He's a good character in this episode. Does the character need to carry on in the TARDIS? Maybe not. I don't feel there was a need for him to join for that one episode. Do you? Yeah. Even even in this episode, you could you could probably remove Adam Mitchell and it wouldn't really impact anything. What does he do? Does he just supply the doctor um, with that gun and that's it? Yeah, and the doctor probably didn't need that. He probably could have just like been like, show me show me all your weapons and like grab one. I he guess gives even gives a reason for I guess it gives a reason for Rose to be separate from the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no. That's yeah, it. actually that's a good point. Like, yeah. Otherwise none of the episode would have actually have happened. Yeah, because if Rose had been with the doctor when the doctor first encountered the dark, he would have explained to her, you know, what it was and why he was reacting the way he was. Yeah. Um and he probably would have reacted in quite the way he would have reacted had Rose been there to keep him in check. Kind no, of yeah. the fact that the scene, a lot of the scene, for most of the story, the Doctor and Rose are separate, means that kind of the Doctor doesn't have Rose kind of anchor him. And so he does really have the capacity to go to those dark places. Like in that scene, when he first encounters the Dalek, like, first of all, he allows himself to be in a state of total fear. Yeah. And the fact that's the first reaction we get to the Daleks is one of like, from our brave composed hero, we see him like so fearful like banging at the door screaming to be let out and then for him to go from that to a place of real kind of malice and yeah. mockery and disdain at this dialect like no remorse at all 
this is um one thing I've always found with the Daleks is apart from this episode, whenever they seem to appear, I have very little fear for them or sense how dangerous they are. This is the only time they appear and I go, ooh. Because you see the Doctor's actual reaction to that. And the only time that's come close to this is when we knew the Daleks were coming back for the Jodie Whittaker Christmas special because it had been quite a while since we'd seen them. So it wasn't like a Dalek episode, Dalek episode. It was like, oh, we're not actually going to get a Dalek episode this year. And there it was. And it worked quite well. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a cool reintroduction as well. But we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there anything else? Because I I haven't rewatched it. I kind of feel like this is just your, your thing. Well, those two, those two scenes, like I said, three scenes. I think the third scene, which for me really stands out, um, is the you know iconic, um, why don't you just die? <laughs> um, I don't recognise it. How does he you know, say it? The bit where the Dalek, the Dalek like, kills all the soldiers, electrocutes them, and like, he's talking to the Doctor over like, that intercom, and he's like, yeah. why don't you just kill yourself? Rid the world of your species. Why don't you just die? And then the Dalek says you would make a good Dalek. And that's just one of the best exchanges because it's oh, yeah. so simple. It says so much. I feel they've the tried to do that. that I feel like there's been attempts where they've tried to do it since in the Stolen Earth where Davros points out to the Doctor how many people have died in your company. And there's that flashback, even including Jabe from episode two. And it just shows all these characters that have been in the Doctor's life since 2005. That have died. Yeah. And there's also the more explicit one. I think, was it the, um, what was it called the episode um, with uh, Capaldi uh, in series eight where he goes inside the Dalek, Rusty, and changes? Into the Dalek. Yeah. And at the end of that, um, I think Rusty just says, You are a good Dalek. Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It sort of plays um, off Davros's I, joke in The Magician's Apprentice where Davros is really ill and the Doctor says, oh, you are actually ill, aren't you? And Davros goes, you aren't a good Doctor, as a joke. <laughs> like, you can't even tell I'm seriously ill. Yeah. That's a bit weird of a scene for you back, like, the, the Doctor and Davros are just, like, hanging out in a room, quite, <laughs> just having that conversation. How long no, 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 I don't know. Sorry, go on, go on. I mean, I don't know how the Doctor and Davros interacted back um, in Classic Who, but like when he appeared for the first time in New Who, he was kind of painted as this kind of like super villain scientist guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's accurate to how he usually is. I know. How long do you think they should go before reintroducing these characters? Because I feel with the Master. Davros or the. Well, with the Master, I feel that it's getting to the point where it's like, we've had the Master in nearly every series since Mm. Capaldi took over. And not to say that Michelle Gomez or Sasha Dewar aren't fantastic actors and they bring their own thing to the role, but the sort of the thing of going, oh my God, the Master's back is like, it's not really there as much. And Um, it was 20 years from... Last seen Davros, just in 1988 we saw Davros, then 2008, then 2015. So it's been five years since we've last seen Davros, and I still think it's too soon. To reintroduce him? 
Yeah, I think you got to give it about seven years. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's... The way they had handled the Master in New Who was kind of every other Doctor yeah. had um, a Master. So Eccleston didn't have a Master, Tennant did. Matt Smith didn't have a Master, Capaldi did. Although Jodie does now. Yeah. And it was kind of... It's the same pattern with kind of Davros. Like, Eccleston didn't meet Davros, Tennant did, Matt Smith didn't meet Matt Davros, Capali did. So I feel like we're probably in the latter half of Jodie's run now. And I feel like we probably won't see Davros with her. Not um, even in the last... Because we think that they're going to do three Dalek Christmas specials. Yeah. So don't you think we'll see him in the last Dalek Christmas special? Oh, I don't know. It depends. It kind of judges. I have to see this next Dalek Christmas special to see kind of if there's some what kind of narrative they're telling with them. Do because I don't think that Dalek was... animated series. That's a question. Uh, I feel like be... because of the budget they're working with, I feel like they've deliberately chosen non-human or humanoid characters to center it around yeah so solely because of that i think they won't and also i feel like from my understanding of the daleks the daleks don't really think that much of davros and they no, kind of they think that they're superior to their creator yeah i would yeah. rather have another dalek lead them than davros yeah that it's usually the supreme dalek yeah Big red dude. Mm. What do you think to like the different characterizations of the Daleks thing? Because I like the fact that they've got different sort of rankings. You sort of have like the armored ones. You have sort of what I would call gun fodder, which is just like the standard bronze ones. And then you have Davros, Supreme Dalek. You sort of have these levels. It's an interesting one. Um, because in a way, having more individuality for Daleks kind of goes against what the Daleks represents. Like every time you see kind of like Daleks of individuality, um, the Doctor's always like, ha ha, you're, you're becoming what you hate. You're becoming individual and different from each other. Although as a viewer, it kind of, you know, it, it adds kind of color to the um, literally and, you know, metaphorically to the Daleks for them to have all these different factions and personalities. And also, oh, yeah. it's fun to see Nicholas play different versions of Dark to see what you can do. <laughs> no, um, I love Nick Briggs. I think he's brilliant. I, I always wonder who would... Is there anybody after Nick Briggs who could do it? Well, I feel like technically, yes, because um, really it's just a voice modulation thing with a yeah. certain intonation. But yeah. something, and this kind of even comes back to this episode, obviously... Um, you know, Nicholas Briggs isn't the first ever Dalek voice. We've, and I've heard different Dalek voices in Classic Who, but I feel like I'm not even kind of biased or nostalgia blind when I say that Nicholas Briggs's Dalek voice, like, is the Dalek voice. Like, yeah, it's what people know now, isn't it? Owns it every time. Yeah. yeah. If it was to change, I also I feel how much of that is also to do with the fact that. He's just an also a great ambassador for the show through Big Finish and everything else. He's just full Doctor Who. If, if obviously Nicholas Briggs's dream, I think, is to be Doctor Who showrunner. That's what he wants. You think? Do you think 
because I feel like he's so busy and involved. Because like, was he one of the founders of Big Finish? Yeah, maybe not now, but I think back in the day, yeah. that's what he was aiming for. I don't know because I feel like he has such like an. Yeah, I feel like now, from what I can gather, you're such an attachment to Big Finish that you would never want to leave that for the main show. I know. What do, what do you think of um, a Nick Briggs showrunner for the main series? Do you not be? Would you be in favor um, of that? Or? I think it would be good. I have some thoughts on Big Finish that I'll save for a Big Finish episode. I'd, I wouldn't want to direct my negative thoughts of Big Finish at Nick Briggs because I'm not sure how much of that is Nick Briggs' fault, if you know what I mean. It yeah, seems I mean, to me that a lot of I Big Finish, if they can put the Daleks in it, they'll put the Daleks in it, even if people would mm. rather have something else. Mm. But then again, yeah, I mean, how I can't... much of that is Nick Briggs or how much of it is. That's something I can't comment on. I've not listened to enough Big Finish to know if whether or not the Daleks are oversaturated within Big Finish. By the time this episode comes out, though, we will have already announced that we will be talking to Genetics of the Dalek Big Finish writer Jonathan Morris towards December time, so that'll be exciting. So maybe we can ask him. Yeah, we can ask about um, how it's decided which uh, monsters are used or whether the Daleks are Yeah, I wonder if it's like a case of they go, okay, we want a story with not with the 10th Doctor and the 4th Doctor and Daleks, off you go. Yeah. Or they just go, Maybe, what have you got? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a mixture of like who you can get to record, or if it's not a recording session, like, or if it's not a full cast audio, who you can get to, um, or what licenses you need. Because from what I understand, like the Daleks, the license for the Daleks, is still a Terry Nation estate thing, not owned by the BBC. So yeah. I think, well, the, most things the BBC is happy to license out to Big Finish. There are certain things that they don't. Um, yeah. But I don't think that Big Finish can ever use the current incarnation of the Doctor. No, I don't think is that right. Can. I think there's a license. Like I don't really think they can use Smith yet either. I know they've done eleventh they Doctor. Use... They've done eleventh Doctor stories, but they've never done any with Matt Smith. So I feel like they have the license to use Matt Smith. I don't know if they have the license to use Capaldi because I've not I seen so. I think I've heard. I think I read online that they don't have the license for that yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just a second. Got a phone call from a mum. Oh, I'll pause this. Harry, stop eating biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unprofessional. You leave for a phone call, now you're eating biscuits. Now you're standing up. This is a shambles. Oh, I want to redo Dalek. I don't get to say what I like about the Daleks. We've got to do it again. And he messes it up for us all. You quite ready? Yep. <laughs> so, on that note, we'll wrap this episode up. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we kind of rewatch. I know I didn't really speak much. I didn't really have anything to say because I haven't rewatched Dalek. And I feel if I did um, rewatch it, I would have just re, re, re hit, what's the word? Reiterated a lot of the yeah. stuff I said in the original episode. What was you going to say? I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm satisfied. I feel like I got my Dalek fill. I've talked about why I like Dalek so much. Yeah. Yeah. Cool yeah. beans. 
So um, we'll wrap it up. We've got some cool, fun, exciting episodes coming out. Um, as mentioned, we're going to be interviewing Big Finish writer Jonathan Morris about genetics mm. of the Dalek. Um, by this point, all upcoming interviews will have been announced. Um, so we have Albert Valentine. That will already be out. Um, Libby, the amazing artist, that will already be out, I think. What else is there? Daniel Evan, Evans, um, theatre director and Doctor Who actor. That will be coming out around December. We don't have a date for that yet. We don't have a date for Jonathan Morris and Brian Maddox, the Doctor Who collector. Um, that's out already for you I've to listen to. Yeah, that one's already out. Yeah, so some will already be out yeah. by the time this one comes out. So that'd be yeah. exciting. But that's the list so far. Um, I think I'm going to hold off on any more interviews for that will come out in the year 2020, possibly get some for 2021, um, mm. see how COVID goes. <laughs> yeah, maybe there'll be enough like big people in lockdown who are willing to interview. Yeah, maybe we could interview. Or if not, you know, I can uh, I could whip out my um, some of my uh, my uh, iconic um, perfect impressions, and you could just interview them. Yeah, good concert. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I probably won't. So yeah, I'll say. Wait till you hear my. <laughs> What's that, sorry? Wait till you hear my David Tennant, both Ooh, Scottish you and. You have to wait till Christmas. <laughs> what a Christmas oh. treat for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll say goodbye when I say bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. Harry? Yeah, thank you for watching. Hit that bell. Hit that download um hit that like hit that comment leave a five star um, review keep, on itunes absolutely send in emails because i was so excited that one time we got an email in <laughs> um not that we got it on tape um <laughs> yeah do you want to say bye yeah. yep bye-bye Don't forget to click below to subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.